Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to the first episode of Whitetail Legacy Podcast. This is episode one, and I gotta say right now we are roughing it. We, uh, we're upstairs in my house. We got mixed baggage of bedding and entertainment center just kind of my overflow catch and we are just trying to get this episode knocked out here uh my name is ryan nelson and my co-host is i'm cody jenkins all right and we are just barreling through this here uh so we are the whitetail legacy podcast and the way we've come up with that name is you know, Cody and I are both dads, and we have young boys. Um, Cody, how old is, is your boy? My boy, his name is Rainer. Uh, he's two, just turned two here in October. Man, and from what I've seen of him, he is just a ball of fire. Um, me, I've got I've got Aiden. Uh, he is 18 months, and if you, if you show that kid a trail cam picture, he is just so excited about it, whether it's a doe or a buck. I mean, he is, he just like, deer, deer. I mean, he knows exactly what it is, and, and that's awesome. That's, that's what we're trying to get going here. Um, Cody and I have talked about doing this podcast, and it's actually happening right now. Um, yeah, it's kind of unbelievable, but we, uh, we've been talking about it for about three months, and here we are doing the first episode. It's crazy. It's I mean, it's taken us three months to to get this done, and here we are, the last thirty minutes, trying to just figure out how how we're gonna get this done. Um, but man, dude, this, I think we're gonna go we're gonna go somewhere. I don't know where yet, but we're gonna go. Uh, we want to do this podcast just because I mean, there's 
there's other stuff out there, but it, it's not like what we're gonna do. Yeah, we're we uh we're just normal guys, you know. We we hunt small small pieces, and we get it done. We're successful, and we want to let people know. You see the people on TV; they're paying an outfitter to go shoot a deer, you know, and you get that. You just get the kill shot. You're not getting any story, and there's a lot of podcasters that have famous people on or people that have thousands of acres to hunt and they sh- they show how they're successful but we want to bring you the normal guy just like us that has a family has a full-time job that's not in the hunting industry and he goes out there and he still gets it done then that's what we want to show you guys that it's it's cap- you know you can do that exactly i mean it's it's not i'm not saying it's it's not all about the score i mean some people are like that it just depends on how you want to hunt but man i just love getting out there and you know being away from work and i mean as much as i love being around aiden and the rest of my family sometimes everybody just needs to get away yeah you need you need a little alone time and that's that's one thing i cherish in the woods if i see nothing or if i see a 160s i mean i'm having a good time i'm gonna say i'm pumped yeah i'm I'm just man and and i mean say if say if i got a squirrel working up my tree you know i mean let me see how close I can get that yeah, guy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, is yeah. he gonna jump on my lap? I don't know. I, I mean, I hope he don't. It kind of <laughs> scare me, but I mean, man, dude, it's just exciting, you know. I mean, I had a, I had a, an encounter with a bobcat this year. I know that's uh, sweet. I just got a trail cam picture that I sent you. I have no clue what that is. I don't yeah, know if, man, that was weird. Yeah, I have no clue. It looks like a bobcat, <laughs> but it's black. It just no, straight it's a black. Or... And and the tail on that thing was yeah, I don't know. The weird. tail on that was throwing me off. You know, it, it was. A little bit longer than a bobcat, but it was not not a house cat. I mean, that's for sure. It's not a house cat. It's pretty large. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I just love being out there. You know, just like Cody said, if you, if you don't see anything, I mean, it, it's still a success. You know, you can maybe pick up some new sign going in or coming out. You know, a new buck in the area. Maybe your trail cam just didn't pick him up, and that's another thing I love doing is just running trail cams. Um, I'm kind of new to the trail cam scene. Uh, I've only been running trail cams for the last two and a half years. And, man, dude, that gets me fired up. Yeah, I've been running trail cameras for about 10 years. My grandpa got me started. I got the mobile cams. I got I got them out, man. I, I normally know what's on my property, but this year they're stumping me, man. Early season, I had it going, but here during the rut and this time, they're just I'm not getting the picks that I normally am, so I don't know what's going on. See, and, and with my trail cams this year, uh, they started popping off early, you know, like July 31st. I got just a giant on on camera, and he was in, obviously, full velvet, and I showed Cody, and he said, man, dude, he's still got a little bit of growing to do, and uh, I didn't get no pics of him for about three weeks, and then, so here he is the last week of August, beginning of September, and he showed back up, and I said, okay. You know, I just didn't know if he was a buck passing through or if he's going to be a homebody for me or a summer buck. And then, uh, you know, it started getting closer to October 1st and he started being a regular for me. So I got uh, just uh, one set of picks of him in velvet. And then, you know, right at the 1st or the 2nd of September, I got him again. And uh, he had lost his velvet. And I mean, he's got like a. 11 12 inch brow on the yeah, right that's side sick. that brow is sick man yeah. dude so he's got flyers and kickers he's got it all man it's awesome but yeah I, I call him uh kick six he's got a he's got about a three three and a half inch kicker off his right right g2 and then i haven't seen him on the hoof yet but man 
was it awesome getting no. some pics of him? I got a new buck this year, early season in velvet. He's an eight by nine, typical. I mean, it's just insane. I'm even saying that people aren't going to believe me, but legit. And uh, he's probably pushing 180 or better. It's hard to tell on velvet, but I got him in July, and I have not got a pick of him since. Golly, uh, eight by nine. Yeah. Yeah, and then I got the the mainframe eight that would go 160, and I got a buddy. He actually drawled on him twice about a week and a half ago during the rut and couldn't get it done. But, I mean, it's the same small piece of property. We're just hunting it right, hunting it smart, and, and the, the deer there is just putting the time in. You know, guys, and that that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to bring you the normal guys, you know, guys you're going to run into at Farm King or Bass Pro or you know cabela's or gander mountain whatever it may be just the normal guys in there buying the same stuff you are you know we might talk to the next four guys we're going to bring on here and they might all have four different scent control strategies you know and and they they probably going to swear by it because that's what they do and it's worked for them and you know I don't think we have any sponsors on board, but <laughs> no sponsors. We got we got Keystone Light and uh, Amberbach uh, tonight for uh, sponsors. Uh, absolutely, they're going I mean, down good. That's all. That's all they're doing for us. So this Keystone is absolutely killing it. Um, but yeah, guys. I mean, it's just gonna be normal guys, and that's that's what we are, and that's what we want to portray. You know, other people want to say we're we're this and that and then you listen to them and they're really not i mean they're bringing on high profile guys i just want a guy who's trying to do what i'm doing but it's it doesn't seem that way you know he's he's on a he's on a guided hunt you know if if i was told hey somebody's gonna pay me two thousand dollars and i gotta guide them for five days you know, I mean, I got a good idea where to start, but I cannot guarantee them a 140-inch deer because if that was the case, I'd have a 140-inch deer every year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're trying to say. You you hear the guys on the podcast, you know, and they talk their, their working class just like us, but then they have, you know, someone from TV on there or some, you know, the jury's on there or something. And um, we just want the normal joe blow down the road who shot a 160 you know and maybe he hadn't shot a buck the last three years well what'd you do different this year that made you successful was it dumb luck well i want to hear the story anyways but did you do something different was your exit your entrance different was your scent control different did you hunt a new area did you pick up a new property i mean we we want to know the stories because me me and nelson ryan we're podcast junkies i think we we listen to all the hunting podcasts we can get in we watch youtube videos and we just absorb information, and I can tell just by Ryan hunting this year, the information he is, and he's had more close encounters this year with shooter bucks than I do in two years combined. I mean, he's just had bad luck, you know, and, and we all get that some season. But he's he's been kicking ass this year, and and he's been on him, you know. I I've had one encounter, and I end up getting it done. But that's just that was just dumb luck too, you know. Man, you're gonna call me out here on the first <laughs> podcast saying I've had an awesome year and. I ain't got nothing to show for it, but here you are getting it done. But that's that's what you do. Um, I mean, I think, Cody, you are literally the best hunter I know personally. Personally. And and I I look highly at your hunting skills. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, man. I, I tell you what, I'm, not, I'm nothing special. I go out. I have a 
when I tell you guys, when I describe my property to you guys in the next episode, you're going to freak that I've shot the bucks off of that <laughs> Really. I mean, it is so small, and it is so overlooked. And to get the property was so hard. I mean, the, the legwork I had to do to put into it. But I knew that the stories I've heard about this place, you know, and I've seen some bucks that were shot off it in the past. And uh, and I, I knew that it was going to be an awesome place. But I'm just a normal guy, but I take hunting serious, you know. Uh, I have a drive to shoot mature deer. Me and Ryan were talking, and and I told him, I said, a guy asked me, he goes, well, you, you haven't shot a 160 yet. I said, I know. I said, but if a 140-inch mature buck comes in, I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> I, I that's, the, that's the place I am in my sportsman career. If a mature deer comes in that's over 140, or even if he's not 140, I don't care if he's a 120-inch six-point. If he's five-and-a-half, I'm probably going to shoot him with a bow. It's just who I am. It's just, that's, that's just where I'm at in my career hunting. And Brian's the same way. He's, he's told me some of his encounters that you guys get to know that are intense, man. Awesome encounters. And, and don't, don't let Ryan fool you. He's a good hunter too. <laughs> I just been hunting a little bit longer than him and, and I'm a little bit luckier than him. And that, that's, that's a lot of it is luck. So you've been uh you've been hunting a little bit smarter than me longer than me that's that's what i'll say to that yeah. uh and what do you know about 120 inch six pointer because <laughs> i had i had that some buck right there dialed in and uh just couldn't quite get him done i know that would have been sweet that would have been the Man, best deer i've dude, ever shot that's awesome he was he was awesome yeah so Getting back to this eight by nine that you had on cam, I mean, I ain't seen no picture of this this old boy. You haven't seen him? I'll bring no. him up right now, dude. He is awesome. I think you're holding out on me here. He, uh, Hold, holding out on all the good deer. All I've nice, seen man. is just some killer spikes that you got. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been. <laughs> me and Ryan, we film just for fun, and I send Ryan all my monster four by ones. I we do. On uh, th- that is something we did start this year. Um, man, if if anybody ever thinks about self-filming or um has filmed in the past um if you have filmed in the past man i feel for you because when i got approached about filming i said you know yeah i would i would really like to film you know that would be that'd be really cool you know something i could look back on in a couple years and uh just showing him the trail man cody just showed me this picture (laughs) this deer is webbed out just palmated. Oh yeah, okay. Inside kickers, split brows. Oh, uh, four, just four inches outside each year. Yep. And he had a month growing here. Yeah, I would say that's late July. I mean, there there's eight eight scoreable points right there. He's he's split brows, split twos, split threes. And that's G four, G five, G six. I mean, he's got it going on. <laughs> he he come through there at eight forty six, uh, the July thirtieth. Yeah. So that's that's fairly close to daylight. I mean, obviously the daylight's gonna get shorter there, but if he could just stay getting yeah. up close to daylight there, and that's uh that's about that's about twenty yards from one of my stands. Actually, the stand that I shot my buck out of this year. So. We'll get into that on a different podcast. Man, so, there. What were we talking about before that? I don't know, man. That buck. That buck. <laughs> I was saying, he I, got me all bothered. That's right off there. my mobile camera, and it's Moultrie Mobile. They're not a sponsor or anything, but I like them. They're a. They are hard to set up. I'll tell you right now, if you're thinking about getting one, they're hard to set up. But once you get them set up, and once you get some good batteries in them, because they eat through batteries like crazy, 
But when you're sitting on your couch drinking an Amberbach and you get a picture of a 180 just sent to your phone, I was up showing my wife, and my wife was like, oh, that's cool. And I was calling buddies, and I'm like showing my kid. I'm like, do you see this? Do you see this? And he's like, oh, deer. He's two, so he's like, oh, yeah, deer. He don't know the difference, you know? Yeah, I'm that's like, awesome. I'm like, I'm dropping the, dropping the pick. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know? I mean, it's intense, but. So, you know, like I see, you know, just on social media, these, these deer that get killed, and, you know, I mean, up until two years ago, I wasn't running trail cams, and then, you know, I get a picture of a nice, you know, 150, maybe, and, I mean, it just fires me up, and so I just can't imagine, like, some of these deer that I see getting, you know, killed, I'm just like, man, what do you do if you get a picture of this deer on trail cam on August 15th, you know, and then, yeah. you know, he's just a regular, like you checked it, you know, September 15th. And then you're like, okay, I got opening weekend next weekend. It's September 23rd. Um, you know, the, the, the time is getting near. And then, you know, he's just still showing up every day. And, you know, it, it might be getting closer to daylight or he's still pretty nocturnal. But at least, you know, he's in the area and he's going to be coming in the area. And as long as you hunt that right, with the right wind, and you don't pressure him too much, he still should keep the same pattern to a point. And, uh, I mean, you know, definitely by the time the rut gets here, he should make a mistake. And then, you know, that's the part of you trying to get off work and be there at the right time that he makes that mistake. But still, I'm just like, man, dude, 174-inch deer, I get him on trail cam. I mean, I'm just, I don't even know what I do. I mean, you just tell the boss, hey, man, it's October 1st. I'm not going to be here until December 31st until this joker gets killed. I mean, what do you you say there, you know? I'll tell you what I did when I got that trail camera, that pic of that buck. I haven't got a pic of him since. I ain't seen him. He's probably just a summer roamer. I had beans this year. And uh, that's the first year on this property. They went back-to-back corn three years on this property, and now they did beans this year. And uh, and I got that picture, and it's July, you know, August, and we're still a long ways out from season. And uh, there's a thunderstorm coming in. So, I mean, it's, it's raining heavy. So I take a stand-in, and I hang it in the thunderstorm. I'm talking it's, it's raining hard. And I'm three 400 yards into the timber off the edge of a field, so it's pouring down rain, and I'm hanging a stand. That's how crazy these big big bucks make me and Ryan. I mean, it wasn't lightning, but it was it was pretty rough out there. And, and I got it hung, and you know I I knew that I had no scent. I uh, I put a new camera card in, put new batteries in, and I left it. I got a lot of other good bucks on camera from that same camera, but I never got that buck again. And he was bachelor grouped up, and he was with a. I had a double main beam buck come in uh, with him and then a smaller eight, and I haven't seen either of those bucks either. So they're just some summer roamers, but they make you nuts, man. I mean, we love the passion of chasing mature deer, and if it's a 160 or 180, that makes it even better. I mean, oh, man, dude. everybody talks about they don't want to kill a giant, they just want to kill some. Everybody wants to kill a giant. <laughs> I'd say that sometimes, just like I said earlier in this podcast. If it's a 140, I'm shooting it. Yes. But do I want to shoot a 180? Of course I do. Everybody does. That's like the you know that's the dream. I'm on the I'm on the 180 before 30 plan right now. I'm 25 years old, and I got five years to get it done. I told my wife I said 180 before 30, and then she goes what 200 before 40? And I said well maybe. I said if I shoot a 180, I got to shoot higher than that. You know you got to have goals in life, and that's where I'm at. And my wife's a hunter. 
kind of <laughs> on and off. She shot a big deer first year out. I put her on uh, a five and a half year old mature eight, uh, wide, short tined. That uh, guy was a stud, by yeah, the way. He didn't score very good, but he was just huge. And she shot him, and then uh, she's a big buck hunter from now on, dude. She, I took her out the next year, and here comes a 120 inch eight, and I'm like, you know, he looks mature to me. And she's like, no, not big enough. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then we're low on meat, and here comes here comes a doe. She's like, nope, not shooting any does, just big bucks. I'm like, man, this is this is ridiculous. But she hasn't hunted since, so she's one and done, I guess. <laughs> but, man, dude, that's yeah. awesome. I mean, get get the wife out in the stand. I had my wife, Michelle, out there last year, or this past weekend. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I had her out there this past weekend opening shotgun, and we had a seven-pointer come out. You know, I mean, he's... 350 yards out in a bean field and i told her i said be patient i said he's gonna come right in front of us i said that's what the deer do they pop out right there and when it first come out i thought thought it was a doe just because there was you know some trees and stuff in between us and the field edge and then um i got a better look at it and I thought there was a second deer, so I was like, oh, yeah, you know, first first deer is definitely a doe. I think I see some legs moving on the field edge out there. And then, you know, that, that one there should be the one we're going to be after here. And uh, the first, it, there was no second deer, and then the first deer started working closer to us. I said, oh, man, that's a buck. So I can see his antlers, you know, in the binoculars. And at this point, he's probably 200 yards, you know, working towards us. And I said, I'm telling you, the, the deer's going to be 25 yards down in front. It, it's just going to work out, you know. It's just how the stand and the way we got it set up is is the transition area back to their bed, which is about 150 yards just through the woods around the bend that the stand's on. The stand's on the end of a ridge, and they just work the ridge end back to the bedding and sure enough you know 15 15 20 minutes later here he was dead center of us and man dude we had the camera out and so i said don't grab the gun grab the camera i said you know don't if you don't want to shoot the gun shoot the camera and that's that's kind of just the piece that we've been following along on the on the property there you know if you if you got one on the wall, which I think almost everybody out there's got one on the wall, and uh, if you got one on the wall, you're gonna have to shoot one bigger, unless I mean, unless you're you know just getting started here, you know, like my wife, you know, if she shot that seven pointer, nobody would have said anything, and you know, everybody would have congratulated her getting it done, and you know, I would I would have let her shoot it if she wanted to, but you know, she said no and. Oh, okay, That's you know, cool. if, yeah. you, if you don't want to. But if if you got one on the wall, you know, you need to you need to up yourself. And then just like Cody said, you know, well, well if I shot a 180-inch deer, you know, I'm, I, I guess I'm going 200 by 40. Well, yeah. ain't, ain't too many opportunities no. to get a 180-inch and a 200-inch deer, you know, off the same hey. property there. Hey, you never know, man. You got a dream. Luck's a lot of it. All right, so now you guys know why we do what we do. Because we're insane about whitetails. We could talk about it for hours, me and him over here, you know. And uh, we just want to give you, like, a little sneak peek of, of what we got coming on, you know. I got some guys lined up to come on. It's just going to be me and Ryan 
Uh, his nickname's Homie. If you guys want to call him Homie, I would say we might have to work on you calling yeah. me the Ryan deal yeah. because people are gonna be like, no one, Who no the one calls him Ryan. His nickname's Homie. Uh, but anyways, if me and me and Homie, we're gonna have some guys on here. Um, I got a couple buddies who got it done. I got a guy who shot a 168 inch non typical. Uh, he hasn't shot a buck with a bow for five years, and this year he got it done. Uh, awesome story. Uh, one of those, one of those where you're like, man, I wish that was me. That's just pure luck. But hey, he's gonna come on and tell a story. Uh, I got a guy who shot one on public, big deer. You know, I hunt public ground. I'm gonna get Ryan out on some public ground late season this year. We're gonna have some fun, and uh, we got a lot of other good stuff coming up. So. Hope you guys keep listening. If you're listening this long, I mean, you obviously <laughs> love deer hunting because we're just rambling about right, about right. deer hunting. But man, this is going to be exciting. You know, we're just trying to figure out how this podcast here is going to run. Um, we truly love hunting, and you know, just like Cody, you know, got Taylor out in the field and she is able to get it done on a big wide eight. And then, uh, you know, I got my wife out there passing passing a decent seven pointer you know yeah, i mean that's cool you know i think any any hunter any beginning hunter is going to want to pull the trigger but you know I, I put the kibosh on it and she she felt good about it so that makes me feel good and mandy what do you think hunting with the kids is going to be like i don't know my kids he's all my kid was real he was real upset when i go hunting at first you know he'd be like He'd be real upset, crying. And the old lady's looking at me like, you probably shouldn't go. And I'm like, I'm going. It's the rut, you know. <laughs> I'm out the door. I'm, I'm grabbing my stuff and I'm rolling, you know. And, and I make time for them and they know it. And me and Ryan, we work hard. And we have very lenient wives when it comes to hunting, I think. Very. We're yes. pretty blessed about that. They will not be listening to this podcast if you think we're trying to get brownie points. No. So, no. Uh, but yeah, like I said, my boy's two years old. His name's Rainer. Uh, he helps me edit film. He helps me. That's awesome. He helps me run cool. show cameras. Uh, every deer is a shooter to him. <laughs> every deer I show him, he's like, shoot the deer, shoot the deer. <laughs> I'm like, not a shooter, but, you know, if it was him, I told my wife today, I said, six years old, crossbow going down. I hope he blasts one six years old. That's Dude, my goal. Dude, that would be awesome. Six-year-old crossbow, six year that'd old be cross, sick. That'd, that's my goal. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm... I'm really excited. I got I got some plans of buying the piece that I'm actually on right now, and it's not very big, but it's got great genetics and it's just a, a awesome doe bedding area. I see more does than it's unbelievable how many does I see. So I mean, all that matters is that you're getting it done, right? Yeah, I'm getting I mean, it done on golly. it. And, and uh, every time I talk to you, it's, oh, I seen seven bucks and forty two does. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like yeah. I mean that's that's a little over exaggerated, but it's close, <laughs> man. I mean I. <laughs> I just had a hunt where I seen a one buck and fifteen does. <laughs> so I'm not really sure. Me, me and Nelson are or homie. Sorry, we are we are pretty uh, big N- on Nelson's cool. Nelson's yeah, cool. Okay. That's cool. We are pretty big on you know the stages. You know, I believe in a lockdown. I think he believes in a lockdown. And I'm like fifteen does, and I got a hundred inch eight, <laughs> and he's not even chasing them. He's just browsing. You know, I mean, I don't know. It's just. You think you got them figured out, and then you don't, you know. But yeah. I got double sets hung now, and I guarantee you, when my son's old enough to take out there, he'll be going out with me. Uh, hopefully, you know. I, I never know what he's going to be thinking when he's a little older. But there's going to be no pressure if he wants to go. He wants to go. If he 
wants to shoot does all his life, he can shoot does all his how, life. How many sheds has he got under his belt? He's got two. He's got two sheds got under two. his belt. I mean, he's he's damn near yeah. up with my total. <laughs> yeah, he's two years old. He's got two sheds. That's uh, killer. That uh, is killer. He's. I got the first one on video. It's it's on our Instagram, Whitetail Legacy. That's a pretty awesome experience for me to have. It's just a monster three point. It's pretty much just. <laughs> It's pretty much just a brow tine and a main beam with like a one inch kicker. That, it's, it's like a it's like a twenty inch main beam on on a on a I don't even know like a two inch G two with a one inch brow tine. Oh, it's man, just he, awesome. You said a monster three point. I oh, lost it. Yeah, I mean it's so cool. And that shed was the the ped was sticking straight up like the deer like stuck his head down and then just fell right off. And, it was awesome. He was like trying to rip it out of the grass. You can hear him grunting on the video. And he, he's when he found his first shed. I mean, he's like a year and a couple months. I mean, he's he's pretty old, but he's still in it. He still loves it. So, what do you think about your kid hunting? Man, dude, it, it, with the way he's going now, I mean, he might have to be ten or twelve before I get him out there because anytime he sees a deer picture, a deer on TV. I mean, Saturday mornings, every other Saturday morning my wife works, so it's just, you know, guys morning. So, of course, you know, that's what we're doing. We're watching hunting shows. And, man, I'm like, Aiden, kill shot's coming up. And then, of course, you know, right there, they're on, they're on the big buck, and the big buck's coming in, just like he does on TV. And, deer, deer! I'm like, yep, yep, yeah. he's coming in, man, so... We might have to calm him down, you know. We'll hopefully get him a little more exposure and hopefully get him calmed down. But, man, with the way he's going right now, uh, Uncle Jeff just gave him his uh, his first shed antler, just a, just a four-inch spike, and he gave it to him on Thanksgiving last night because Jeff's got his pile of antlers piled up on his coffee table. And Aiden, of course, was messing with him last night, and he got in trouble a couple times. So I... Uh, I told Aiden, you know, I said, you got to leave these antlers alone. You know, they're Uncle Jeff's. And, I mean, we, we got some antlers at the, at the house, but they're in the garage. Because I don't really have a good place for them on the coffee table. Because <laughs> I got an 18-month-old running yeah. around. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Uncle Jeff was nice enough to say, hey, Aiden, you know, you want this? And, man, dude, he he did not let that thing go until cool. he, he went to bed last night. Yeah, He's just fired up about it. And, of course, you know. The wife's the wife went shopping last night, and you know this morning, grandma showed up, and he had to show show it off to grandma. So he's pretty pumped about it, and we stuck it up in his room, and pretty much made his Thanksgiving for 2017. Yeah, that's a, that's so. a memory he remember, you know, and, and he can look at that when he's 10, 12 years old, and be like, "This is the first deer antler I ever got." This, that's this cool. is it, man. So I got all mine hung up, so my kid can't get to them because he'll carry them around. My wife's like. He's going to poke his eye out if he falls on him or something. Yeah. So all mine are hung up, you know, where he can't get them. But he'll, uh, I got the deer mounts and all the sheds. I'm a huge shed hunter. Uh, that's something I'm sure we'll talk about on a podcast. And if anybody would don't want to listen to the podcast and wants to know the secret, just walk a lot. <laughs> and then when you don't find sheds, just keep, keep walking. walking. I mean, there that's pretty go. much the secret to shed hunting. <laughs> and uh, I take him along a lot. I got a backpack I put him in if, if he gets wore out. And, Man, I uh, wish I went walking with a backpack. Maybe yeah. I'd find more. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, 
I hope you enjoyed it, and we're just we're really roughing it here. I yeah, mean, man, we're you, ha- we're having fun. That's like a, I yeah. told Ryan. I said what, the number one thing about hunting and about this podcast is I want it to be fun. You know, I mean, we're gonna attack strategy. We're gonna co- talk success and fail, but there's always something to learn from a failure. And guess what? Hunting's supposed to be fun. And I text that to Ryan all the time. He's like, I'm 12 hours on stand, <laughs> seen a button buck and a six pointer. You know, I'm like, it's supposed to be fun, man. And and that's what we always go back to is. We want it to be fun. So we appreciate you guys listening to this podcast, and we're going to be putting a lot out of there. We're in this for the long haul. We don't know where it's going to go, but wherever it goes, we're going to have fun. Yeah. That's it. And we're going to drink some Keystone and Amberbach. For damn sure. All right, guys. So uh, appreciate you guys listening. We're going to wrap this one up here. Episode one. Remember, plan your hunt and hunt your plan. Remember to always have fun. Hell yeah.